Welcome back to Cresta in the Afternoon. I am Gary Machuda sitting in for El Cresta. And we're going to talk about personal relationship with Jesus. A lot of Catholics leave the Catholic faith because they say they don't have a personal relationship with him, which is really remarkable because we have Christ himself in the Eucharist. And uh, that makes for the most personal kind of relationship you could have with God. And to explore this idea, we have Chris Vitelli with us. Chris grew up in the Catholic home, uh, and he went on a long journey through militant atheism and borderline mysticism before returning back to the church. He runs a fantastic channel on YouTube called the Reconverted Catholic Channel. And uh, also he has uh, that channel as outreach for help explain the faith to uh, secular people, non-spiritual, not religious. He also blogs on uh, primiteevolved.com. And Chris Vitelli, welcome to Crest in the Afternoon. Yeah. Uh, good to speak with you again. How are you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing well. Um, you know, this is such an interesting idea because, like I said, and uh, for non-Catholics, uh, personal relationship is, you know, uh, key to the Christian faith, and, and certainly it is an important component. But they're missing something, right? Um, yeah. Again, thanks for having me on here today, Gary. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I found, you know, part of my own, um, <clears throat> you know, reversion story going back well over twenty years ago. I spent uh, close to five years as uh, what I call uh, evangelical Protestant um, sit, um, what, at a non-denominational church, or that's how they identified, but uh, was um, rooted in kind of more sort of Baptist-based theology or a version of a Baptist-based you know, theology. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, and I had, uh, in that time, I wanted to, and in, in that time as a Protestant Christian, uh, wanted to... Uh, share uh, the gospel in addition to growing in my own faith. And, you know, much of that involved uh, asking people um, questions we've heard, I'm sure Catholics from, you know, Christians from other denominations, uh, are you saved? Are you born again? Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? That's a big one, right? Have you asked Jesus into your heart? You know, do you have that real deep, intimate relationship with Christ? And uh, at the time, because uh, I'm a reverted Catholic since around 2014, you know, growing up, um, a cradle Catholic, if you will, uh, that just something doesn't come up even still today. I mean, it's with fellow Catholics, we typically don't ask each other, well, do you have a relationship, you know, personal relationship with Jesus? I think it's actually so embedded, and I'll talk about this in a little bit, you know, within our liturgy and, and our faith formation in life. Um, so it's, it's actually embedded in every part of our faith, you know, um, and within scripture and tradition. Uh, it's just that we don't maybe say that so blatantly often in our own conversations. But uh, years ago, again, in my Protestant years, well, I uh, that came up a lot. And uh, then um, after I had reverted, and well, I, sometime after 2014, reforming my faith, and, and then growing to you know where I am now, and trying to uh, evangelize and lead people to our, our Catholic faith, right, in the fullness of truth. Um, Something I've thought about here in recent years quite a bit, um, and kind of in parallel with the church's uh, desire efforts to have, you know, our, our uh, the uh, the laity, the faithful, connect with the uh, the Eucharist. You know that it's it's so central to our faith, right? It's the mm-hmm. real presence of Christ, right? Body, blood, soul, and divinity. So um, it's one of two words, and I may tie it in with another one here in a little bit. Uh, covenant. 
uh, but first with Eucharist, um, I've been uh, kind of on a bit of a, um, a campaign with this and a couple other words uh, that, again, that I don't hear often within uh, the Catholic, you know, again, and speaking, you know, with uh, fellow Catholics, although so central to our faith. And uh, again, going back to the Eucharist itself, um, something happened actually uh, earlier this year, and it prompted me even more to, uh, to, to get how can I more effectively speak about the Eucharist and why it's so central to our faith and incorporate it in evangelism, like something that actually should be when we're sharing our faith. I think it should come up as much as possible in the conversation. Ask about when we talk about a relationship with Christ. That yes, and we have him. We have access to him with you know in the Eucharist. But um, earlier in the year, uh, my wife was with me. She was helping with me, uh, helping me with a. Um, I have um, a my own version of uh, EWTN's The Journey Home. I call it the Return, <laughs> and it's more at the local level here within uh, the Phoenix area. And uh, I was wrapping up. I've been doing this in seasons like Advent and then Lent. And so Lent last year was just sort of wrapping up that time. My wife was helping me one day. And she'd, um, uh, she was then going to, uh, she, uh, well, we had a moment where she had to spend, um, I was taking care of some stuff for about, you know, for about an hour. And, and she had basically, she was kind of left to do, you know, whatever she wanted to do until we regrouped. So long story short, um, a person at the front office there at that parish had said, well, to my wife, Vanya, she said, well, if you'd like to go and spend some time with Jesus, you know, while Chris is taking care of some things for the next hour, you know, the Adoration Chapel's open. That's one of those, and, you know, sometimes in an everyday conversation, something can be profound in the moment <laughs> or stick, yeah. register, and something so simple, but yet so, again, crucial to our faith and belief. Would you like to spend time with Jesus? Mm. And so, and of course, took up the offer and, you know, spent some time in, again, the Adoration Chapel. Um, uh, but then that got me thinking even more about, yeah, why are we not talking more about our relationship with Jesus, just as Catholics, whether we're sharing our faith, whether we're talking with each other <laughs> about our faith, and uh, why isn't this something that we, you know, comes up often? Sure, we at Mass, it's central to every Mass, you know, it's um, at the Adoration Chapel. Part of our you know, faith formation understanding, you know, the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. Um, yet um, we, you know, again, it doesn't seem to come up much in conversation. And I think it's particularly important, not just only among fellow Catholics, but also when we are dialoguing with Christians from other, um, you know, denominations. And as you summed up already very well, you know, at the beginning of this, uh, that, um, you know, what more what more uh, what more intimate of a relationship can we have with Christ but to have access to him in the Eucharist, right? So when we say we have a relationship, which is supposed to be, and that's another word I, again, like to tie in, is covenant. We have a covenant relationship with God, right? And that new and everlasting covenant through Jesus Christ's death and resurrection, our salvation, right, through Jesus Christ's death and resurrection. What do we do to honor that and do in his memory? Well, we participate in the celebration of the Mass and the Eucharist. And at that time, we believe it if we understand it, and, and, and we accept and we believe this as, as the, part of the fullness of truth. And every time we go up to receive the Eucharist, um, again, we're, what more intimate can you have of an encounter of, 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 of that most personal moment of receiving Jesus and, 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 and really solidifying that relationship each time we, uh, you know, partake in the Eucharist. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, you know, I was thinking um, with your wife, that invitation, would you like to spend time with Jesus? You know, uh, for an uh, uh, evangelical hook, right? You you want to ask a question that no one will say no to, right? I mean, I can't imagine any believer in Christ to say, no, I wouldn't want to spend time with Jesus. But what a what a powerful invitation, though, especially if someone doesn't believe in the Eucharist. Just the question, would you like to spend time with Jesus? They probably say, oh, yeah, I'd love to. And maybe, you know, after I die, I'll, I'll have all eternity. Well, it's like, well, wouldn't you like to spend some time now? Right. And it's something that, you know, our Protestant friends have been, or, uh, you know, evangelists who, and, and, and they start a conversation with, you have a personal relationship with Jesus. It's something they've done, you know, so effectively for, you know, years now or decades, at least, you know, here within the U.S., and getting people to come to the Lord, have an encounter with Christ. And that's what they're offering, right? An encounter. Hey, and who would say, if you... You know, want to have a personal relationship, like if uh, if it's, say, for example, two people uh, courting, and I may use some analogies to relationship, because much of our faith is very much built on an idea of being a family, okay, and having a family relationship, right? right. And in and, 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 and its most sacred sense, and how it ties in, again, ultimately to covenant, what it means to be in covenant with God. Um, but you think of two people like when Bonnie and I were, you know, dating and courting and growing our relationship, Um you know, uh, that as we grow, you know, we build an emotional intimacy. We build a connection. Okay. So then if I, we were dating, if I asked fun, well, would you like, I'd like to, would you like to go with me to, uh, you know, your favorite, uh, well, she has a favorite shop. She likes to visit sometimes. So would you like to go to the shop today and, you know, spend some time there? Something I'm showing is a nice gesture to, you know, share some time together. Mm-hmm. Or she may say, you know, how, especially if something she really loves, adores, she's going to say, oh, yes, thank you. She's going to be appreciative of it. You know, it's it's a way of establishing, you know, even more of that intimacy together, showing that we really appreciate each other, right? And that's, mm-hmm. that's a big part of, you know, going back to the Eucharist. You know, I see the Eucharist and as not just as, uh, you know, well, of course, we're receiving the real presence of, um, you know, body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. But we're also nurturing the relationship, you know, with Jesus. Right. Um, again, if we're in a covenant relationship, then we are, in a sense, you know, spiritually wed, right, to Christ and His Church. And what do we do as part of being in a marriage? Well, let's say in a you know marriage between man and woman, and you know uh, Bonnie and I, for example, married. Uh, what should we be doing in that marriage? We should be, you know, every day or as much as possible, trying to find ways to nurture it, grow it build that relationship, make it as intimate and as sacred, you know, have as emotionally intimate and sacred as possible together. Well, it's the same thing with the relationship with Christ. How do you want to nurture the relationship with Christ? Well, uh, something, and again, in so central to our faith is the Eucharist, right? Every time we go up to Jesus to receive Jesus, we're saying, hey, I'm receiving, again, your real presence, and I'm also showing that I want this connection returned. I want to be in a family relationship with you, Jesus. And I want to have the closest, most intimate connection. I want to be your best friend. You know, I want to be there with you and love you. You love me and have that real, you know, deep family connection. Yeah. Yeah. In some ways, you know, I, 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 the word relationship really isn't big enough, right? Because I could have a relationship with my neighbor. I could have a relationship with my mailman. I could have a relationship with work, you know, people at work, 
but that's but my relationship with my wife is different, right? It's that covenant relationship, which is uh, on an entirely different order, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah, of course, your relationship with your, you know, say your best friend was going to have some, you know, know, market differences. Um, But also that, you know, because we are commanded to love one another. um, And I'll pick that up in the next segment. um, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll hit pause right there. Uh, We're chatting with Chris Vitelli. We're talking about the Eucharist and personal relationship with Christ. You listen to Crest in the Afternoon. We'll be right back. in the afternoon, we are chatting with Chris Vitelli of the Reconverted Catholic Channel on YouTube, also PrimateEvolved.com, talking about the Eucharist as a personal relationship with Christ and also as a very powerful way to evangelize. And Chris, uh, unfortunately, the music kind of snuck up to us, and, and we're talking about covenant before the break. Right, right. So I shall just pick up where I left off right for that. We're about to talk about love, and you brought up an important question, right? Well, how do you differentiate between, say, uh, a connection you have with a friend, you know, a platonic friendship, say, versus your uh, covenant, right, uh, or your marriage with your wife, which we know and believe as a, a covenant? Well, I would say to, you know, that is one, we're commanded to love one another, right? Jesus says mm-hmm. that, you know, as all of fellow God's creation. Um, but also as uh, Catholic Christians, we're supposed to be, you know, a witness. We're supposed to be, we hear the word sacrament, you know, quite a bit. It's, it's also something central to our faith, you know, the sacraments and what it means to live a sacramental life. And, uh, and, and, and sacrament is, you know, it's supposed to be a sign of God's grace. Okay? And I often think about when I think about that piece, I think about when I had, uh, when I was now wrapping up the, or trying to wrap up the theology program I've been um, and here for uh, a couple of years now. Um, I remember uh, when I first read the uh, Back in Two document, or did a deep dive study of uh, gathering its face of about um, the church as a sacrament. You know, the church's presence in the world as a sacrament, and uh, and that you know we too were supposed to be also a sacrament, right? Meaning that we're again supposed to represent God's grace, right, on earth. That we've received this grace, we're in this personal relationship with Christ, and even access to the most personal relationship with Christ, you know, again, through the Eucharist. And, and what that means then to love one another is we're supposed to also be that representation, right? That sign of God's love and grace on earth. And we're supposed to share that with our friends and family. And of course, you know, in our marriage, you know, uh, with, with our spouses and something with that is, you know, uh, you know, we hear the word intimacy, it's especially here in, you know, Western culture that, you know, I think a lot of people immediately lead to sex. Mm-hmm. Right, and what that means in sexual intimacy, you know, but there's also emotional intimacy. There's different, you know, levels of intimacy and what that means. So intimacy is really a, it's a deep connection. It's the deepest possible connection you can have, right, from an emotional standpoint. And then if you're, you know, married, then you, you know, you show that as you know, in sexual union too, as part of how you build intimacy together. But the bottom line is, is you can build intimacy with everyone around you, right? A good, strong emotional intimacy, and and also therefore have a 
you know, if you will, be in covenant with each other, you know, in addition to we're not talking about in the covenant of marriage and what it represents, but to reflect the covenantal love that we're supposed to have with God, that God has already established with us and that we have with, um, you know, God in return. Right. Uh, so what do you want to say about Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, that, that's fine. Um, I was just going to say, why do you think there's this disconnect then that, you know, Catholics have the Eucharist and this amazing covenant relationship? How come uh, a lot of Catholics just don't feel like they really do have a that close of a personal relationship with Christ? Is it I because think, it's know, a matter it, of feelings? It, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think, well, oh no, that's okay. Here, <laughs> I think uh, you know a combination of reasons which wish I could delve more into them, you know, here and in, in this segment. But I'd say kind of more in short. And sorry if I have to kind of give it, you know, kind of more short and to the point. But I'd say much of it is about truth is knowing the fullness of the truth in our faith, okay? Connecting with truth. I think we as Catholic Christians, because we have both scripture and tradition, and it's, it's you know, uh, it's so heavily rich, right, in, in history and in theology and ecclesiology. We have 2,000 years, okay? Which, that right there in itself is just mind-blowing, you know? It, it, if we even dive into that, that here we are at church 2,000 years later, okay? And with a consistent set of beliefs and, you know, understanding of what that means, our theology overall. So, uh, so really first is how do we connect with the truth? Like, for example, uh, what's one kind of glaring issue, or at least I've heard statistically speaking about the Eucharist. And that supposedly it's about uh, 30 or I've, I've heard different statistics, one third or percent or a quarter or what a Catholics believe in the real presence. So that leaves, you know, the rest remainder, like a majority of Catholics, Seeing it maybe more symbolic or not believing in real presence. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit skeptical of the data of it, too, but let's say that is pretty accurate. Um, still, what it does say, though, is that we're not connecting with the truth of our faith. We're not connecting with the fullness and the beauty of the truth of our faith. And if we had that, right, similar to, like, if in, again, my Protestant days, or if I were speaking with a, uh, you know, evangelical Christian, and they said to me, um, they said, so do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? You know, they speak with this conviction, right, of having here, do you want to have this intimate connection, right? What's more beautiful than that than to have Jesus in your life, okay? Well, they're also speaking from that, you know, that conviction and, and truth. They see the power in that truth. They see the fullness of, well, of Christ being our Savior. You know, we understand the fullness of truth as being what tradition and Scripture collectively have given us. And that, and that is well true, <laughs> no pun intended, but... But as far as truth goes, is that we need to connect with that first, because what we have here is, you know, people are just going up and not understanding what they're receiving, that each time, yes, they're saying, I want to nurture the relationship with you, Jesus. Please, you know, I'm receiving you now, you know, again, through the Eucharist, your real presence. And I want to and I want to grow this because I know it's true. Okay, I know it to be true. And therefore, I want to do whatever possible, just like if I love my yeah, I love my wife. I know that to be true. So I want to do whatever I can to nurture that love. Right. So until I believe it's true that our love is true, how can I nurture it unless I know it's true? Well, if we believe it to be true, then we have a much more basis to nurture it. We don't believe the Eucharist is true. Then we're going to disconnect from the intimacy from it, too, and actually making the connection relationship. Now, I'll mention something else real quick, too. It's funny, you know, in my um, my uh, faith journey, if you will, years in my own search for truth, I spent several years as an atheist, a pretty you know, strong, hardline milk atheist. But funny enough, uh, when it did come up occasionally in conversation about, you know, I have uh, somebody who's interested in maybe, you know, exploring Christian belief. And, and I'd say, especially then, I'd say, well, if you're going to start somewhere, really, I'd say uh, start with 
the, the Catholic faith, Catholic Church, you know, it's a mess, okay? Because uh, at least even then, I had understood this course, historically speaking, that the Church traces back to the Apostles, you know, and Jesus. But, you know, of course, I didn't believe anymore. But I used to tell people that because I said, if you want to have what is understood, okay, as, uh, as a miracle, a supernatural experience, every time you go, say, to a Mass, a liturgy, it's a Catholic Mass. And, uh, and that's not exaggerating it or, you know, trying to sound dramatic. That is the truth of our faith. Every time you go to Mass, that is a supernatural event, right? The, the, the transubstantiation, the, the bread and, 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 and wine being, right, Tran, uh, transition, transformed into the body, blood, soul event of uh, Christ. So not only can you just say, well, how more intimate can you get with that, but also that it's a miracle. You're experiencing a miracle every Mass, Right. And Jesus is inviting you to partake in that miracle every Mass and build the relationship with him. Because bottom line, and, and yes, uh, I mentioned co- uh, covenant a couple of times, you know, in our discussion here. It ultimately boils down to that. A covenant relationship with God, a binding relationship with God. God's bound himself to us through our uh, salvation, through uh, Christ's death and resurrection. We bind to Christ in return. And then we say, just like as we understand covenant, and again, I'll refer to marriage again, that now we're going to spend the rest of our lives, okay, you know, earthly lives first, nurturing and building that relationship as much as possible with Jesus, and always remembering that each time we take it. Yeah, and, you know, and the beautiful thing about that with covenant and the Eucharist is Christ is present whether we feel or not. You know, it's in a marriage you don't always have those warm, glowing feelings, right? Sometimes you don't. And sometimes just being in the presence of your spouse, you know, it can be so consoling, uh, even if it, there's nothing said, you know. And I think that's another, That's probably something we should be aware of is, you know, it's not hooked to our feelings. Uh, Christ is there whether we feel it or not. That miracle happens every Mass whether we feel it or not. Yes, that's an excellent point. Because it's something, you know, we hear often about love and then unconditional love, okay? Right? Do you love, you know, your wife unconditionally? Do you love each other unconditionally? And we think, you know, we struggle that as humans for, you know, some obvious reasons. Um, but we know that God always loves us, right? That's the covenant he formed with us. He's eternally bound himself to us, his creation, humankind. So he does love us unconditionally. So we always have that, you're right. And then that's manifested through the uh, through the liturgy, through the mass, and particularly right that 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 central moment, that most special moment of receiving the Eucharist. And if you connect, as I uh, mentioned a little bit ago, if you connect with the truth of it, <clears throat> you know how more beautiful a relationship can you have when you see this is true. I'm accepting this, and Jesus is every time I'm accepting this. Jesus is saying, "I love you unconditionally, and I want you to have a relationship with me in return." <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful, and uh, and uh, and we should extend that that invitation to others, right? Uh, obviously, uh, if someone's not Catholic or baptized; they they can't receive. But nevertheless, they can still come into the presence of Christ, and I I found that changes people too. Just being in the presence of Christ. Yeah, that's an interesting point you bring up because I just recently, uh, Vanya and I started uh, um, uh, serving as you know. Um, uh, the, the Eucharistic ministers, you know, masters, right? Referring ministers of care, I know, the, <laughs> but, you know, the Eucharistic ministers at, at mass. And mm-hmm. something that's interesting, uh, 
and, and you could feel it like, well, like if, if I want to call it a feeling in the moment, uh, when I, if somebody who crosses their arms and just, you know, wants a blessing, well, you know, the deacon or the priest may give the blessing. Uh, but it's still something that says to me that while this person at least has, is had some, is, is recognizing enough of the encounter, right? And wants to have that encounter that is going to come forward and at least the minimum have that blessing and understand that, that why that moment is so special, why they're coming up there for it. And so, yes, you're, you know, again, to your point, when we're talking or sharing our faith with other, uh, you know, our Christians from other denominations or those who haven't been baptized yet, and um, one, we can still talk about the encounter that think if you do go on the journey, okay, to build the relationship with Christ, because that's something that's also important to our faith. As we look at this relationship coming to know God, we go through, you know, a catechism, right? Catechetical process to understand that foundation. So we know we're educated on what that means to have that relationship. And then as we come and form and mature in it, then we were ready then when, you know, uh, then when uh, someone's baptized, right, at that moment then, they're sort of fully spiritually open and aware, right, to receive, you know, that presence, uh, that encounter with God. Now, when we're talking with, uh, just in general, again, if I'm talking with Christian another nomination, and again, it's about personal relationship in Jesus, um, you know, that's when I invite people in return. Well, yes, I have a personal relationship with Jesus, so personal that I have access to him, you know, of course, in the Eucharist, and again, in adoration. And I would love for you to come and, and see what the experience is like, you know, with that, why we adore you know, our Lord so much and why it's such an intimate connection when we do go up to receive him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, so, uh, I I should probably mention your channel too, because it's a very interesting channel because of your background with atheism and so on. Um, tell us a little bit about the reconverted Catholic channel. Yeah, sure. Sure. So I started up uh, a couple of years ago now, uh, too, and it's been a bit of a kind of a, uh, sort of pulper or, you know, hodgepodge kind of channel, some different topics, one addressing, uh, and, and mainly, uh, you know, uh, focus for uh, out there for uh, fe- uh, fellow Catholics, but also for anybody who does a channel wants to learn about our faith. And uh, so my videos range from uh, apologetics related topics and how to dialogue with spiritual, not religious or atheist and, you know, slash agnostic or, uh, you know, other, uh, you know, Christians from other denominations to all give like, perspectives on different uh, types of faith related topics and how they tie into social issues here. And then also, um, I'll do a lot of videos related to theology, like taking, you know, boiling theology down into more digestible information and help with uh, faith formation. Awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on Crest the Afternoon. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Gary, as always. I appreciate it. All right, Chris Vitelli, the Reconverted Catholic Channel on YouTube. Uh, check it out, folks. And more to come right after this. <laughs> 